0: We are live. <laughs> Sorry, my internet is, you know, super awesome here in Montana. Seems like
1: there's a little bit of a delay there.
0: I, there was a delay. I was like,
1: <laughs> Stretching
0: <Okay. it> out. <laughs> Stretching it out. We're live. Don here with Romance Happy Hour and, of course, joined by Ms. Dylan Crush, the awesome Dylan Crush. <laughs> Glad to see her back for like a second t- show now. She was gone the time before. You were at a conference, right? no no the time before yeah
1: last time I was here the time before that yeah. it was at the funeral dawn not a oh conference. I'm sorry
0: <laughs> that's okay <laughs> I I gotta say like you go to so many com- conferences though I always think that that's where you're at <laughs> like she's always on the go at book signings conferences
1: no oh, I don't know about that but yeah I I've been here um yeah last time and, and this time and then yeah. I'll be here for the foreseeable future
0: yeah
1: awesome so, me too yeah good and you you survived so um i did diane and and finley are joining us tonight but um hello welcome we're so glad you're here but yeah um everyone was waiting to see if uh if dawn would pass out because she did like this massive spartan race thing this past
0: weekend and I did the 10K Spartan race. Um, That is definitely, I've never done a 10K in my life. And of course, we decided to do that the first time with the Spartan race. Um, We made it in three hours and 19 minutes, which I'm okay with that time. (laughs) Because it was like straight up and down mountains and like up and down, up and down. Um, and of course oh. the obstacles and I am not a runner. Like my sis, I did it with my sister and my husband and they're all super in shape, super runners. And I'm just like trailing behind, but I brought my inhaler cause I have asthma, <laughs> my knee brace and, um, and the little extra oxygen tank. So I did not die. And I think I'm, I'm going to say thank you to the oxygen tank that I brought. <laughs> I'm like quite often babe you want a hit of this <laughs> you want some oxygen
1: I'm very impressed yeah, I would still be like on the side of the mountain yeah and a puddle I, I have bruises.
0: I have bruises in places I shouldn't have bruises but, um my husband even today it was like babe what's wrong with your arms I'm like the Spartan race, dude. Like, that's what happened to me. It's a battle wound. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. it was fun, and and now my husband's like, let's do the 14 mile one. So like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I'm just impressed you
1: finished. I mean, yeah. I I don't run ever.
0: I am too, but they give you beer at the end, so we got about halfway through, and we're like, let's do this for the beer, and then we just kept cheering each other on for the. Only two more miles and we get a beer. So that's kind of what happened. So that was. Our I don't even
1: think I would have wanted a beer at the end yeah. of that.
0: Oh, you do. You're like, fuck. You. I mean, see. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs> really? I mean, three minutes in, Don. Three <laughs> minutes in.
0: <laughs> I'm a sailor. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I meant bleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rewind. I'm sorry, Dylan. I owe you. Um, yeah, I think from now on, word. every
1: time Dawn says a curse word, she owes me a drink.
0: Or we should <laughs> do like a swear jar. We should do a swear jar. I mean, $100 I one dollars. every <laughs> time you say a
1: swear word, you have to send me $100.
0: I think a quarter is sufficient. A
1: quarter? <laughs> you can't even yeah. buy a gumball for a quarter. A dollar. dollar. I mean, not that I'd want to buy a gumball <laughs> anymore, but yes, yeah. F bomb al- already. Yes. I know. I'm sorry. Dawn. I'm so
0: sorry. it's all right <laughs> dang it well we so, should really
1: welcome our guests
0: yes so we are here we are joined by diane wiggs and finley brown welcome ladies how are you doing good, good. thank you for having good. us yes yep. thanks thank for coming you. and joining us we're very excited um before we get into that dylan what are you working on i know i just did the the spartan race but
1: yes um what am i working on i'm I'm working on um, book boxes are going out this weekend. The um, second chance romance, happy hour, second chance book boxes are going out. And then I just announced um, the next one is romance, happy hour, bad boy book box. And um, I'm super excited because it has, well, two of my favorite authors, um, Aaron Nicholas and Claire Marty. So we've got, Oh, I love Claire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna
1: be fun. And then um, other than that, writing, 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 mm-hmm. writing, and more writing.
0: Yeah. Cool. I just have to say this real quick because I do have to plug it because there's only an hour left. Go and join and, and vote for me for super mom. There's only one hour left, and I'm like behind Sheila, because she Uh-oh. like dropped she like dropped a ton of money on her votes and haven't been able to catch up yet. So vote for me. So maybe I can get that one vote over. Anyways, that's it. That's my plug for tonight. Yeah. So ladies, what are you working on? Tell us what you're giving away, what you're reading from. If you have a book cover, they love to see those. But if not, that's cool. We'll pop it in the comments later. But um, Diane, you are going first tonight. So why don't you go first now? All right. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you
2: so much for inviting me. Um, I'm currently working on book four of my Ashwood Blues series. It's in revisions. Hopefully it'll be out end of summer-ish. So, yeah, I'm giving away a copy of Suspect My Heart, which is book one in the series. And uh, it's police officers in a small town with strong-willed women, and they complicate their cases and steal their hearts. So, yeah, um, I'm going to read from book two, which is Jim and Liz. And then is, he a, is he
0: a police officer as well? It, they, are, they are. They are all police dirty. officers
2: in this series, okay. in the Ashwood Blues. Oh,
0: so, I love it, though. Yeah. Small town police officer. Love it. So, yep. so they're hot. Yeah. I,
2: I write them hot. I hope everyone's everyone.
0: Makes
2: <laughs> <hot by them. laughs> so I think they're pretty sexy. So, um, yeah. yeah. The everyday heroes, you know? Yeah. That's why I like to write. Sure.
1: So. And yeah. do you have any big plans coming up for Mother's Day? Mother's Day. Well, I'm a grandma now, so
2: I, have I know I was going to say that.
1: <laughs>
2: um, so I don't know what we're doing on Mother's Day, actually, for sure, because now that you know my son uh, has a little one, I'm sure they'll be doing stuff there too. So we hope to see them. We saw them this week for dinner. So. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure just relax and read and write. And weekends are kind of more my writing time. I get a little late at night, but mm-hmm. that's more my big when I really like to sit down and get the words out. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be, if it's my day, that's what I'll want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not cook. They cook for me. Oh, yay. Um, that's the, they made me, um. Uh, what they make me? Belgian waffles one time. Was it last year or the year before? And it was hilarious. Yeah. hilarious watching my husband and son cook for me so
0: no was that breakfast or dinner (laughs) that was breakfast
2: breakfast. they took me out for dinner. okay
0: okay (laughs) yeah nice i I love a good breakfast in bed on mother's day but um i also love a good breakfast for dinner so Mm -hmm. i mean either way i could i was okay with that the answer to that question so
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yep so
0: and what about you finley
3: Um, I am currently working on a billionaire um, new series for me called Circle of Kings. And um, so that's going well. And a few um, anthologies that I'm in. And uh, the book that I'm giving away is the first book in my series called The Watch. And The Watch is about a secret Most of my uh, books take place in uh, Britain, UK, Scotland. My mom's Scottish, so I have like an absolute love for Scotland. And um, we have family there. I've been over many, many times. Um, So The Watch is a secret assassin group that was like imagined out of the Black Watch, which, you know, goes dates back all the way to the 1700s. But this is like a modern day version, and uh, they work. For somebody really high up in the government i won't say who um but i'm going to be reading from the second book called found
0: so oh fun cool. yay That was, that sounds awesome i love a good yeah. mystery crime yeah. assassin like i love that like Life oh, oh romantic i love it suspense yeah <laughs>
1: Well, and that's funny that both of our authors tonight, because we don't ever plan it. I mean, we just, you know, authors yeah. get to pick a date that's available. <laughs> and so it's funny that both of you kind of write romantic suspense and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, on that kind of that side of things. So. It. And then for Mother's
3: Day, out. I just had my Mother's Day because my youngest, all three of my children live in California. I live in, we live in Austin, Texas. We have a house out there. So all of them went to go live rent free in the house <laughs> but my youngest came this week um to see me he's headed off to europe for seven weeks on a european tour but oh, he yeah. just graduated college and he is um he came out and we went camping for a few days and just had an absolute blast oh fun awesome. yeah
0: yeah we're we both lived in texas dylan's actually from texas so oh, um, our, our, where? like um, dallas fort worth area oh. so yeah Yep, and I lived in Houston, you know, the armpit of Texas. So, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> still time between a lot of time between California and Texas, yeah. So. <laughs> we, live on, we have a place on the beach, so it's pretty nice. It's nice. a great place to work,
1: so yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I old, right? Backwards, you should be living in California on the beach, and your kids should be living. It is the
0: goal, yeah.
3: but my husband's <laughs> close to retirement, and he's not going to get a new job. He's riding this one out into the gotcha. sunset, so we're here. They're there. It gotcha. will change.
0: And Diane, uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but where are you at?
2: <laughs> um, I'm in Minnesota. Oh, I'm right. actually That's right. not that far from Dillon, so yeah, yeah. It's like south south of the Twin Cities, so mm-hmm.
0: So, do you also call it Minnesota?
2: Um, I don't actually mm-hmm. call it that, but yeah, it kind of is. It, <laughs> I'm born and raised here, so unlike yeah. Dylan, who's a transplant, to me, it's just normal. Yeah. So you know, you're gonna have two, gonna two stupid cold weeks in the winter, and two super hot weeks in the summer, and the rest is just kind of what it is. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: I get that. Yeah. I get that. We just stopped the snow about a week ago, or well, two weeks ago, maybe three. But, yeah, in Montana. I think that's yeah. similar here. We get a yeah. day or two after you. Yeah.
2: It's been in rain mode lately. Uh-huh. I'm yep. Okay that's, that.
0: that's here, too, because it, it's great here, because then um, it helps lessen the forest fires. Because we have we have, like, snow. Then we have, like, a month of spring. And then we have, like, two months of summer. And then we have fire season. <laughs> <laughs> and fire season ends at winter (laughs) so
1: yeah I don't know I think we all need to move to Hawaii is what I think yeah let's okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) well um so miss Diane you agreed to go first yeah um so do you need to set up the scene or or yeah
2: I probably should (laughs) okay so um I'm reading from uh Book two, Protect My Heart, which is um, Jim and Liz. Jim is a detective and he has a murder case where the witness is a young boy. And so Liz is a child psychologist, child advocate. And she steps in because she's home to help the family friend who and advocate for him. So this scene actually, she... Um, Was a little off at dinner. He was invited to dinner and it was a family dinner. And so he follows her down the hall after dinner and asks her uh, what's going on. And she's, of course, nothing. So I'm starting with her. So that's where we're starting. Actually, I'm going to read on my phone. It'll be easier for me. So, okay. Crap. Why was Jim here? Tonight of all nights. She could conceal her nerves from Joy and Mark. CJ was a little harder. But he was distracted by Lorna and the children. But Detective Swenson was another story. She hadn't fooled him one bit. The last thing she wanted was him digging into her past or telling CJ she was hiding something. She never could think she never could keep things from her cousin. He stepped into the big brother role when hers had died. She leaned against the wall in fake nonchalance. Before she could think of a convincing lie, he reached out, pulled her hand from her pocket, and held it out. Then tell me why you're trembling. I know I'm irresistible, but I doubt it's my animal magnetism that has you shaking. His thumb caressed her hand as his eyes searched hers for an answer she didn't want to give. She snorted a laugh at his comment, but he waited. Still caressing, still waiting. No way could she lie convincingly. I received a strange call on my way home. That's all. What kind of call? His grip on her fingers tightened, not bruising but firm. Of course he would ask questions. He was a cop, a dang good one from what she could tell. Just a crank call, someone's idea of a bad joke. It must have riled me more than I thought if you noticed. His brow raised. Ah, crud. He didn't believe her. She slipped her hand from his and folded her arms across her chest. Really, it was nothing. Nothing? His intense, dark eyes searched hers before slowly traversing the length of her body and back up again. If you say so. You won't mind me telling CJ about your current call, will you? You can't. She dropped her arms and lunged forward, catching herself before she grabbed his button-down shirt. I mean, we don't want to bother him. He's so busy with work, and his daughter Callie, and Lorna, you know. Jim closed the distance between them, taking the precious inch of space she used as a buffer. He bent down until his face loomed inches from hers. He probably meant it to be intimidating, but it wasn't. She wanted to stretch the last few inches and touch her lips with his. Her body swayed. Her blinks blinks slowed to the point of her eyes closing. Just one more. You're so full of crap. What? Her eyes flew open. The smirk on his face was too dang sexy. She wanted to slap it off. It wasn't a crank call. You know it, and I know it. Your body is wound so tight I could bounce a quarter off you. His hand feathered over her hair and came before coming to rest on her shoulder. If you don't want CJ to know, you better start talking. That's blackmail. No, that's being a good cop. CJ's my partner, and you're his cousin. I'd be remiss if I didn't take care of you. She scrunched her eyes as she contemplated his reply. I think you're sticking that big nose of yours in where it doesn't belong. I'm fine, and there's no reason to worry my cousin. Well, maybe I'll hang around and make sure everything really is fine. Liz started to slip beside him, but he bracketed her in. Or maybe I just like hanging around you. His eyes bore into hers as his words stopped her retreat. You are just. The feel of his warm breath on her face stopped her words. Inhaling, she caught the faint, woodsy scent. Rich and tangy, her eyes focused on those tantalizing lips inches from hers. Before she could register a conscious thought, he pulled away. The rush of cool air jolting her back to reality. So, what's it going to be? You tell me what's going on, or you just got yourself a new shadow. Dang, the cocky look he wore was justified. The jerk hadn't even kissed her. Just his close proximity had all logic leaving her brain. No way had she wanted to tell him about her father. But while she would love to see what would happen if his lips actually touched hers, the last thing she needed was to get involved with the detective in charge of her case. Louise must come first. Maybe she could tell him. He already knew her father was in prison. She glanced over her shoulder to make sure the others weren't close, then grabbed his hand and pulled him down the hall to the study. Liz slipped her purse off the entry table as she passed. Inside the beautifully appointed room, she dropped her purse on the leather sofa and crossed to the side table. She uncorked the decanter, letting the rich aroma of the barrel-aged whiskey fill her nose. She raised the bottle and offered to pour him a drink. When he declined, she replaced the stopper and turned to face him. He stood in the middle of the elegant room, all raw, masculine beauty. His scent lingered in the air. The urge to bury her nose in his neck and inhale his intoxicating smell was strong. He smelled way better than the 12-year-old liquor. Get it together, Liz. She squared her shoulders and put it on her clinical expression. You know my father is in prison. He nodded. I received a call on my way home tonight. She shoved her hands in her pockets to hide the trembling. The caller used an endearment my father always called me. You sure it wasn't your father? I wasn't at first. Not until I opened the letter. She swallowed back the lump forming in her throat. What letter? He asked with a knowing look. The bastard. The one that came from a correctional facility the other day. I thought it was about his parole hearing, which is coming up, was coming up. It was a notice of his death. The onslaught of tears stung her eyes. Liz dropped her head, trying to hide the rabid blinks that would put a hummingbird to shame. Her frantic eye calisthetics stayed the waterworks and she silently counted to three before she turned to face him. I need to collect his things. Jim rubbed a hand over his jaw. Unless her father was a zombie, he couldn't dial a phone. He was probably chilling in the morgue. Either the crank color had supernatural powers, or sexy little Doc picked herself up a stalker. When did your father die? She pulled the letter from her purse and unfolded it. January 10th. And it took four weeks to notify you? That seems long, even for the government. I was in Florida until two weeks ago. It took a few days to drive up. And arrived last week. The letter was forwarded to me here. Okay, so what else does it say? Moving closer, he looked over her shoulder to scan the letter. Dang, she smelled of lilacs. His parents' home had the fragrant bushes all around their yard. With one quick sniff, he was transported back to baseball games in the backyard with his siblings and the neighbor kids. Doc was the only woman to heat his blood while she induced comforting memories. What a strange feeling. Jim cleared his head. He almost kissed her. And now, Christ, he was sniffing the woman's hair. Had he lost his mind? I'll stop there. So that's a little bit about Jim and Liz.
0: Love it. Very nice. Yeah. (laughs) I got to be honest. So um, the, the cop in our town, I live in a very small town in Montana. There's about, I think, I think there's 800 people now. There was seven hundred a couple days ago, or a couple uh, last year. <laughs> okay, last year, <laughs> a couple <laughs> days really ago, Yellowstone. Just... <laughs> um, last year, there was eight hundred people. Or uh, when we moved in, our cop's name is TJ. So I was like, "Oh, TJ, TJ, oh, <laughs> <laughs> TJ," so close. But yeah, loved it. Thank you.
1: We do have a couple questions if we want to do a couple questions
0: sure, sure. in
1: between. Um, and I don't know who this is. If this is Linda no. or Facebook user. Um, yeah. I
0: was on there trying to figure out who it was.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm not sure who it is. Um, StreamYard gets very finicky about showing people's names, but um, question. And we'll have both of you answer. Diane, if you want to go first since you just read, that would be great. Um, who has had the biggest impact on the person you have become? We are starting off super deep. So. Yeah, that is deep. We're, we're diving in. Yep. Who has had the
2: biggest impact of the person I've become? Well, are you talking writing-wise or in general? Actually, it's the same answer pretty much for both. My mother. And it's not just because Mother's Day is coming. She was a big reason why I started reading as much as I did and started writing. And um, she passed away before she ever knew I wrote. But um, she was one of the main driving forces and I think, all of her kids' lives, but definitely in mine, so,
3: yeah. I'm going to mimic Diane. I'm sorry. It's the exact same thing. It's my mother, Um, and like I said, I write so much of my uh, stories take place in Scotland, England, and uh, she was an amazing woman, and she passed away eight, eight years ago, right before I published my first book, but I know she's up there looking down, and my biggest cheerleader for sure. That's awesome. I have a question.
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: Finley, do you find yourself putting, or any of you, do you find yourself putting little Easter eggs that you don't even realize you're putting in? Like I have little things and my sister will read my book and go, that was mom. Oh, Oh. this one was mom. (laughs) Uh, And she'll catch it. And I don't even know I put them
3: in. A hundred percent. I mean, I do think like, People say, like, some some people say their characters are just totally fictional. Like, my characters definitely have essence of me and things I know or things I love or definitely. So, yes, there are Easter eggs that only certain family members would pick up on. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What about you, Diane?
3: Oh,
2: totally. I totally do that. I didn't even realize until I guess I knew I was putting it in because it was, you know, how you write part of what you know. Yep. And I have a, a line in book one, and my sister's like, the last pan that you have to set timer, or you burn the cookies, that's mom. And I, and I said, yes, that was mom. And I have just little things like that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that I just, uh, things of life that come to your mind when you're writing, if you envision it. It was a single mom character in book one, and so a lot of those little things come up.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. But we should go back to the question about for you guys about the uh, <laughs> how who's inspired you yeah or um, that's a hard question a
1: And since we're the hosts, I don't think we have to answer any questions <laughs> oh, that Dylan have oh
0: Dylan doesn't want to answer oh <laughs> no, I, I don't
1: know I'd have to think about
0: that. I mean, that's a hard question. I would I'll answer. I'll have to say my husband. Like he's the one that actually got me writing because he's like, well, I mean, I don't, I probably told the story, but I smuggled in my 200th book into the house and he caught me and we were like, you know, it was like early in our marriage. So we didn't have money for me to be spending on books, but I did it anyways. And he's like, you should be writing us these books and making us money instead of spending all of our money on them. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? I can. So I hid it from him for the next, you know, year or so of me Mm -hmm. writing my book in the background. But after that, like, yeah, I wrote. And then it kind of just kind of snowballed from there. So I would say my husband, my mom, too. Yes. I mean, with Mother's Day around the corner, everybody's mom kind of, I think. Mm hmm. I, I mean, I hope. Anyways, I guess there are some people whose mom doesn't don't inspire them, but a good mom will. <laughs> so, my mom and my husband, I would say. What about you, Dylan?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I mean I say my parents. Uh-huh. They they always <clears throat> encourage me to, you know, shoot for the stars, and um, we're always super supportive and had my back. So yeah, I would say probably. My mommy and my dad. Yeah. No, and I, I just have to
0: say, Deanna, she did, she did just now. I made her do it. Deanna, oh. says, since when have you never answered any one of the questions? <laughs> that was a hard question. <laughs> it was. It was deep. I loved it. All right. Um.
1: Okay. Let's see. I I was up here where I was by the questions. Okay. Um. Facebook user strikes again. Where do you get your ideas? And I think
0: that is. Karen uh not Karen um, I think it's Linda 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 yeah yeah I think
1: it's Linda so you want to go first Diane just because you oh man where do I make my ideas? (laughs) they just come to me I
2: and normally when I'm in the middle of doing something else or can't or in the middle of a one, like I had an idea there a day for a book that I'm not ready to write for three more books, but mm-hmm. it came to me and I jotted it down. Cause I was like, oh, yes, that, that care. Yes. And I think it was the name popped into my head. I saw it. I was doing something on the computer and a name popped up and I'm like, that'd be a cool name for it. Next thing you know, it's like the scene just that describes this person just popped into my head. So I, it's hard to say, I think they kind of formulate from all over the place. You know, I, I don't necessarily go looking for them, Mm -hmm. if that makes
0: sense.
3: Yeah. um, After a bottle of wine, I have great ideas. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Notice she said a bottle and not a glass.
0: I like it. I didn't pick up on
3: that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know because sometimes I write stuff that's really dark, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, what's my family going to think when they read this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're sitting there going, like, wow. i don't know um i think there's always just in life i think life gives you ideas sometimes
0: yeah and And wine i um i like that i don't i don't remember what book it was i read it was something about bees but um and it was not a romance but it was like one of those fiction books when you were younger or younger you know and i read i remember reading an an um an interview that they did on the, the author's son to the author's son. And he said, and they said, how did your mom come up with the idea for this? And he said, she was doing the dishes and she she came (laughs) up with this idea and she just had to sit down and write it. And I don't know. I, like I said, I don't remember the book or the author. I know it was about bees. And and then she came up with it at the, at doing the dishes. And I just, that makes sense
3: because sometimes when you're doing the mundane things in life, Mm -hmm. you're, you're physically doing something and then your brain has time to just create, you know, do those dishes and laundry and still just percolate stuff up there. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. I
3: agree. All
1: right. Let me find one more. And then um, oh, and also Sarah said happy belated birthday to dawn. So oh, yes, thank we, you. We yes. um we should have sang to you, but nobody wants to hear that.
0: No, <laughs> it's okay. My mom sang to me yesterday. <laughs> it oh, it good. is Linda. Okay, great. Um
1: all right, let me see. Oh, no questions tonight from Karen. Wow. Um okay, I think. I think we are good for questions. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So yeah, I think we're good for questions for now. So so yeah, we can go ahead and hear from Finley and then I'm going to count on those who are watching live to give us a couple more questions. Yeah, so pop Finley in a couple questions.
0: Okay.
1: Add them to the comments and we'll get to those after. Yeah,
3: a little nervous. Uh, um, <laughs> let me just start this. Um, I'm starting at the very beginning of a book so it should be easy. And um, every year in Scotland, they have something called the Fringe or the Festival. And this is on the last night. It's a big arts festival, um, encompassing all the arts. And so this is starting on after the festival is over late at night. This takes place in Edinburgh. Time has a funny way of presenting itself in life. One spends most of their days thinking they don't have enough of it only to be stopped short by the moments in which it seems to stand still. A brief moment suspended along the continuity of one's existence, usually brought about by great happiness or the perception of extreme danger. This was the latter, fear. She stood there unable to move, paralyzed as if the absoluteness of what she just witnessed ceased to exist. The rational part of her mind told her to run, but instead she remained frozen, taking in the small minute details around her. The bar stools knocked over, the light shining off the splinters of broken glass, the pattern of blood splattered along the wall, the steel gray eyes of the killer as his pupils constricted to mere pinpoints. Run. She wasn't supposed to be here. This wasn't her reality. This experience was for someone else. This was there pause in existence, not hers. A crash at the door started the ticking of the clock. Someone was shouting in Russian, nyet, nyet, run. She turned, sprinting through a small kitchen in the back of the building as fast as her legs would carry her and out a back door into an alley. The unusually warm air, fetid with the reek of rotting trash, assaulted her, thick and suffocating. Run, she told herself. She kicked her high heels off and made her way down the narrow street. This part of the city was dodgy. People were more interested in keeping to themselves than in helping someone. She turned down a dark streak to the left and bumped into a skimpily clad woman. Watch it, bitch, the lady said before disappearing in an alcove. Faster, she must move faster. She could hear him behind her. His footsteps echoed off the cobblestones. Her lungs burned from the exertion and a stitch had formed in her side, but she couldn't stop. He was getting closer. A barricade of rubbish bins and old boxes blocked her way up ahead. She jumped over a short crate crate and fell, landing with a thud. Pain radiated up her arm. Please not like this, she thought. I can't end like this. The footsteps were getting closer. She scrambled to her feet and held her injured wrist protectively, looking around. There was nowhere to go. It was a dead end. She turned slowly, facing her assailant. Please don't kill me, she begged. He stepped closer. You weren't supposed to be there." She kept her eyes on him until the darkness took her and the irreversible succession of time ended. Charlie was alive. Her head felt like it had been split in two, but she was alive. Gagged and blindfolded, hands and feet bound, she lay in darkness. She knew she was in the back of a trunk, the movements of the car a silent lullaby, composing a heinous requiem of the senses in every twist and turn of the road. Her wrist throbbed, but there was no way for her to adjust her body to relieve the constant ache. The smell of urine, sweat, and fear filled the small, dank space she had wet herself. The dampness between her legs was cold. Its stench was thick and acrid and as oppressive as her restraints. Never go to a second location. She had learned that in a self-defense class she took in college. The second you get into a car, you are dead, and the things your abductor will do to you before you die will be far worse. Tears slid down her cheeks, soaking the cloth tied around her face. She had been so stupid and she deserved this. It was, in sense, divine retribution. The darkness sang out to her. It was easier there. Simple in its aphotic beauty, devoid of light or hope. She went to it, letting it sing her to sleep. She awoke sometime later, nauseous and disorientated. The car had come to a stop and she could hear footsteps outside. This was her second location her final resting place unless she could find a way to escape the door of the trunk opened and the rough hands of her kidnapper picked her up he placed her over his shoulder carrying her cool air brushed her skin sending a shiver up her spine she was no longer in edinburgh with its late summer heat wave she heard a door she heard a door open and close then the steady thud of his shoes on the wooden floor the heavy cadence resounding the despairing rhythm of a death march A dog barked in the distance. He placed her down on a soft mattress and the blindfold was removed. She looked up into eyes as cold as icy granite. He took off his suit jacket and set it on a chair, pulling a knife from a leather holster strapped across his chest. Tears streamed down her face and she found herself unable to move, helpless as panic coursed through here. Dear God, this was it. The blade came toward her and she closed her eyes awaiting its piercing glow. Instead of stabbing her, he cut the duct tape around her wrists and ankles. The pain in her injured left arm intensified intensified as the blood slowly returned to it. She held it against her chest and bit back the whimper that threatened to escape as she pushed herself with her legs along the top of the bed, putting as much space between her and the man as she could. He opened a drawer on the nightstand and removed a pair of handcuffs, attaching one end to the headboard. A small voice inside her told her to fight or at least die trying. This might be her only chance. As he reached toward her, she struck out at him with her foot, landing a sidekick squarely to his chest. Unfazed by the blow, he grabbed her leg in one of his large hands. His fingers dug into her muscle. Don't try that again, he said, his voice low and menacing as his eyes continued to pierce hers. He clicked the other end of the cuffs around her right wrist and ripped the tape from her mouth as he pressed a finger to her lips, arching a brow. Don't scream, he warned, shaking his head to emphasize the seriousness of the situation. Unable to hold his gaze, she looked down. Don't kill me, she pleaded. Her voice, cracked from disuse, sounded hoarse and chafed. She wasn't sure why she bothered saying it, only she was desperate. He continued to study, her not answering. She looked around the room, trying to take in all the details in case she had a chance to escape. He hadn't killed her yet, and her only goal was to survive. The room was dark, its only window covered in a thick black drape. Besides the large bed and chair, there was a dresser and antique wardrobe. Her eyes kept coming back to her abductor. His looks were disconcerting. She placed him in his mid thirties. The man had a handsome face comprised of a sharp straight nose, high cheekbones and a strong jaw. He was tall and muscular, his shoulders broad and his waist narrow. His dark brown hair was neatly styled and the suit he wore expensive. He didn't fit her image of a murderer and it was hard to imagine the soul of a killer lived just beneath the skin of someone so beautifully made. I, I, I promise I won't say anything about what I saw if you'll let me go. I promise I won't say anything. She was rambling. Shock and fear were setting in. He would kill her. She had no doubt. She was a witness. Psh, hold your tongue. He reached out and grabbed her chin, tilting her head to the side as he slowly ran the knife down the le- length of her neck. Hot tears mixed with the mucus running from her nose. The tip of his blade, cold and sharp, silenced her instantly. Good girl, he said, slipping the knife back into its holster. He walked over to where his jacket lay and pulled a starch white handkerchief from the front pocket. Then ever so gently, he began to clean her face as one would a small child. What's your name? He asked. His deep voice cut through the darkness of the room. Charlie, she stuttered. Is that short for something? Charlotte. Last name? Lie, she told herself. If he knew her name, he could find her family and harm them. Adams. It was her ex-fiancé's name, the first one besides her own that she could think of on the spot. Charlotte Adams. He pronounced her name Charlotte, the Scottish way. Where are you from, lass? America. There was no use lying. He would know by her accent. He gave her a long, hard look. Then he shook his head and left, locking the bedroom door behind himself. She listened as another door slammed and the engine of a car started up. Her tears came in sobs as she curled into herself. She tried not to let her mind drift to Michael. This was her punishment for leaving him at the altar. She would never see him or her family again. The darkness was close. Calling her name, she would find refuge there. Slowly, she let herself submit to it drifting into a restless sleep. That's it.
0: Holy holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh a big <laughs> I loved it. So uh, is he the hero?
3: He ends up being the hero. Okay, okay. No, in the wrong place I'm... at the wrong time. That's all I'm giving away. I mean it, it, okay. it's very evident come the next chapter. But okay. Wrong place wrong time.
0: I mean, the way you were describing him as like, I I need him to be the hero.
3: Yeah, like he's flawed. an anti-hero for sure. Okay, he has and flaws. <laughs> I love a good anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Wounded and flawed. The best
0: kind, like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we did get quite a few questions. Challenge Saw was that. accepted. So. Was. <laughs> um Yes. All right. I'm going to come back to you, Linda. We're going to um, skip around a little bit here. Um, Through Dotties. Sarah, so you're doing Dotties. Okay. No, I Sarah- haven't made it down to Dotties yet. Um, <laughs> Sarah wants to know, Finley, where do you want to travel to?
3: Um, I've been to a lot of places and I have not been to the Amalfi Coast down in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. So I would love to go there. <laughs> 100%. <laughs>
1: I I could go for a trip there. How about yeah. you, John?
0: <laughs> I could go for a trip anywhere other than America. I mean, I've yeah. been all over America. I think we've got like f- forty-seven states. But oh wow, I've got a, you I've got a no, you got um, like Vermont and Hawaii. Okay, and I mean, if you were Michigan, Michigan. I don't understand <laughs> how you miss Vermont.
1: If you were all up there yeah, around Vermont, I how know. did you not even just like kind of like I know,
0: you know, swerve into Vermont? We just never swerved. I mean, it was okay. it was I didn't just Hawaii. Michigan is still a little like really. I mean, yeah, Michigan is like up there, like kind of out of the way. I you don't travel there, through bit. it, so I yeah, was just at a book signing. <laughs>
3: we drove from austin to michigan yeah 24 hours straight (laughs) yeah wow i've been to alaska and hawaii
1: which i think are probably the two difficult ones um but i i haven't been to a lot of those little tiny states i mean up in the northeast i haven't been to maine or any of those how many states have you guys been to do you do you even know i i mean i I guess i've been to 47 i could rattle that off but like i have no idea how many
3: states i've been to off the top of my head i'm missing a few like you said maine new hampshire vermont some in that area and then like mm-hmm. kentucky i've been like mm-hmm. all around kentucky but for some reason i've never made it through kentucky
0: <laughs> oh. oh my gosh that's funny How about and you? Alaska. Yeah. i've
3: never been to alaska either that's a yeah. huge <laughs> one
0: literally like to go to alaska
2: <laughs> one of these days <laughs> um my Gosh, reason I don't going know. to
1: Alaska was not good, so I you don't want to <laughs> go to Alaska for, <laughs> for the reason yeah. I had to go to Alaska. It was no. not a good reason, but I did get to scratch it off the list.
2: There you go.
1: I'm sorry, Diane. What were you saying?
2: Oh, no. I just uh, we have I have been I have not been to the West Coast. I've been like to Utah and, and um, Arizona and that and I have not been to like the upper east coast but other than that i think i've hit most of them there's a couple little southern ones i'm I'm trying to think if i've driven through at least i think mostly yeah
0: yeah so well i'm going to give you a little hint about alaska diane so Mm -hmm. they they call the um alaskan marine highway the poor man's um what's that called a cruise the poor man's cruise so poor man's Alaskan cruise because you can pay just to walk onto it onto the ferry and and then you can tent camp on top of it Ew. so or sleep under the stars as you're as you're going and it's about a week long to go up and then like back down. So oh, like wow. you could get a like a week long cruise. Uh-huh. I mean you don't get all the I want well a in a the summertime it's great, right? <laughs> get all the northern lights and stuff ahead of you uh, up Did there. They you? with the
3: captain. What's that? Do they, they the captain at his table like a full formal dinner? Yeah, you don't you don't get, don't get all the
0: amenities. Like I mean, you could literally just uh they they have a restaurant there, but they don't feed you though. No. So you would have to buy your food or bring your food. But um yeah, like you can just walk onto the you can pay for like just your body to walk onto the Alaska Marine highway Mm -hmm. and then take the cruise all the way up and then right back down and just see all the coast of Alaska and Canada. Wow. Cool.
3: Yeah. I never knew that. That's awesome.
1: I I wish you had told me that like, Thirty years ago, Dawn. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't know. Thirty
2: yeah. years ago, I probably would have done it 20, 30 years ago, camping and done mean, all that. But now I'm like, nope. Give me the big cruise ship with all you can eat buffets. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> and, I just the actual like bed with a mattress. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you can get that too on there. You can you can get a a, a room. On oh, you can. Okay. There. Yes, that, we got that makes room. it a
2: little more appealing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got a six bunk. Well, we got a well. It it fit all of us and there's like six of us so three four bunks or whatever room okay yeah you can get rooms interesting um holding out on us you should start yeah.
1: writing about frugal vacations yeah yeah
0: <laughs> you can tent camp you can just sleep in like the seats on the Ooh. the deck or whatever or yeah um interesting but i'm a camper I wanna- and
2: a camper yeah, right. I like I, I like the camp in a. Camper. You can
0: take your camper on there, but I've they won't let tenting. you stay in it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah,
2: no. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Dylan, I just want to point out. You said you should have told me that forty years, thirty years I, ago. I
1: said thirty years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I would have been eleven. So. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> moving right along.
1: <laughs> Linda wants to know something a little lighter. I don't know, Linda. This could be a loaded question. Um, this might not be lighter. What is your biggest addiction? How about Finley?
3: You go first. Oh, I, I, this is like so embarrassing. A sausage, egg McMuffin breakfast oh, with hash and a Diet Coke. Oh, don't oh, be embarrassed about that. to my house and like I, I'm i looking to see if any neighbor sees as I pull the package in 100%. That's funny. I've
2: been, there. Funny. Oh.
0: I've been there, but don't be ashamed. Own it. I'm ashamed, but I admit it. That is
1: my biggest addiction. <laughs> Besides wine, right? but, you, you heard uh, it here first. Yeah. Have you ever tried to have oh, wine with ear sausage, egg McMuffin, uh, with hash brown? No,
3: that would be very <laughs> early drinking, and then I would have a problem in addiction. <laughs> Just curious. Just curious. Yeah.
1: All right, Diane, how about you?
0: Diane, what about you?
1: There we go. Oh, are we losing
2: Isn't Diane
0: here? Yeah, I think. Am
2: I here now? I'm like, yeah. I just went weird and came back. Sorry. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Are you here? You, you never left for us. You had, did you? Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> you guys blinked out for me. Everyone oh. blinked out and came back. So
1: weird. It's not me. <laughs> um, what's your biggest addiction, Diane? Diane was just trying to distract us. So she didn't yeah. have to answer the question. And I think <laughs> so. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I can't think of one particular food. I would say chapstick. I use ChapStick way more than I'm like constantly have to have it with me. Um, ChapStick and water are two things I always have to have. So I would say ChapStick is my biggest addiction because I I can't stand going somewhere and not having it. So, Do you have a favorite flavor? Nope. I don't want any flavor. I just want the plain. Oh, oh, interesting. And you're going to laugh, but my favorite one is one they gave us free from our work. Um, They had like the promotional little round I probably got one here one there um and it's my favorite <laughs>
1: I don't know what I'm gonna do when they're gone but Uh-oh. anyway I Stop have a few up. so I'm okay <laughs> mm-hmm. but, how about you Don? do you have a biggest
2: your biggest I mean problem?
0: I gotta say so I think in the past you guys saw behind me the at, at first coffee at last wine mm. Or first coffee at last wine. So I would say coffee and wine are my mm-hmm. addictions. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> you wake up with coffee and it like perks you up. I mean, my poor husband, like, heaven forbid he even touched me in the morning before I have coffee. Cause then I'm like, don't touch me. I need coffee. Yeah. And then, and then at last, you know, at night time, I just like to rewind, to unwind, not rewind, yeah, to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> You rewind all the time. I (laughs) seem to be on that wine. I unwind with some wine. I don't rewind. Yeah. That would be cool, though. I'd be like a wizard.
1: What about you, Dylan? So even my children know. um, Peanut butter M&M's. So my kiddo came home from college. That's up on the list. Yeah, yesterday. And they had like $50 left because, you know, they get like so many like meal bucks they can use outside Mm -hmm. of the dining hall and um they hadn't used them so they went to the little like food store and bought 50 dollars worth of candy um for everyone in the family and brought home i got two bags of these um so
0: i think it's super cool that you had it handy right there like available yeah Yeah, they're (laughs)
2: both right here (laughs) <laughs> those are definitely up on my list in the top five or ten. So those are I fine. haven't
1: opened them yet because as soon as it's opened, um, they're gone. There, there is no such thing. You know how they always put like sharing size? Like there's yeah. no sharing size. <laughs> Family size? Like you know, it's yeah. they're all mine. I if it, once it's open, I'm I'm going to see how many days. Well, that's evil. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to see how many days it takes. I will not report back because now that I'm looking at them, they'll probably all be gone tonight. Yeah, I so,
0: mean, yeah, I would say that's both of the bags, though, or just one. Um, just one, probably, yeah. maybe. We'll see. <laughs> okay, okay, so
1: um, tomorrow. Yeah. All right, we got to get through the rest of these questions. Yeah. Um, All right, Karen wants to know how many books do you write each year, hmm. on average? I guess or How many books do you plan to release each year?
3: I'm a slower writer, typically three full-length books, but this year I'm caught up in all these anthologies, so it's a little more crazy trying to work in all of it, but there will be three still this year somehow, plus the anthologies. (laughs) I know there's people who can do a book a month, and I'm not that person.
1: (laughs) You know, we all go at our own pace. Yeah. So... How about you, Diane?
3: That's awesome.
1: I
2: would love to do three a year. No, I do. I've been in anthologies lately, too. And so I would say I do one full length and I could probably do um, a novella or so with it. If I have undivided, I could maybe uh, I can't do two in a year. Not at this point. I'd like to. But I do one a year and probably then like I've done like last year I did three novellas and this year i've done i've written not fully finished yet for publishing but fully drafted a story and a, a full length and a novella so far nice. so That's i guess it is year. only part way through the year my best year was three in one year but that was when i wasn't working the
1: other job so yeah. i was gonna say you also like work full time and you have your own business and yes. you're a new grandma
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so, so that's busy. why I only get about one a year out because I have too many yeah. other things going so, on
1: to, you know, to it's, write. Yeah, yeah. You're busy. Yeah. All right. Let me see. We got a couple others. Dylan, yeah. um, can Sarah. you please do
0: Dottie's? Dottie oh doesn't know oh. about us yet. I'm getting there. I'm <laughs> getting there. I'm working
1: my way down. Okay. Yeah. All right. I popped Sarah up on the screen. um
3: Finley, why did you pick overseas for places for your books? I've actually have dual citizenship there because of my oh, nice. mother. So it, to me, it's home. It's not, overseas. it is overseas, but it's still home for me. So it's just a big part of my life. I love it. I love being, I mean, I love America too. I mean, I don't want to like make people think I'm like that, but it's just my niche. I like it. So.
0: I got to say like um, you did, you had the Russian in there. Yeah, Yeah, I just, I just met the most awesome Russian woman this last, uh, like a week and a half ago, we had a friend over and she was from Russia, born and raised. And I was just like, she's amazing. I love her. So it's like you said that and I just had these flashbacks of like last week when I was hearing like so many Russian words going through. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, wait, cool. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. So it's cool. Way cool that you have like
3: dual citizenship. Thanks, yeah, my dad's like girlfriend, after my mom passed away, he has a girlfriend yeah. now. He's 89, um, still has, like excellent health and brilliant. And uh, his, uh, he speaks fluent Russian yeah. and Japanese and Chinese, but that's another story. But he speaks fluent Russian and his girlfriend right now is Russian. So I love that's to right listen so. to her and I love yeah. to talk with her. She's amazing. Oh, I know. Like, it, it's so cool. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I I love your experiences already. Like you get- Oh, thank you. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's Daddy do doesn't
1: like to know.
0: <laughs> Daddy doesn't know. She hasn't been here yet. So how do you work through writer's
1: block when it bears its ugly head? Diane, why don't you give us your take on this first? Um, when I get
2: stuck. I tend to step back like we talked about doing mundane things sometimes things come to you so i step back i take a break and do something else um and i kind of think about the story and think about the character and then i look back and see did i go off track of what the character would really do or say because normally when i'm stuck it's because i forced the character to do i'm a i'm a discovery writer i am not really a plotter so the character drives my story and if if I put them in a situation that I think would be good and then I look back and I'm like that's not right for them that's normally why I'm stuck so then I can go back in and change it and that normally works so yeah that's what I do
3: definitely understand not forcing characters to do what you want them to do (laughs) that's true um sometimes I just dive into research I figure like like i just will if it's at a certain place or a certain time or whatever i'll dive into some research and sometimes that will spur something sometimes i do something as simple i like to work out so i go on my rower or on my treadmill and just try not to think about it and then some stuff just comes um but it's definitely hard i mean it's it's a real thing (laughs) i think when you like the harder you do push it i think the more you you get in it. So you have to definitely step back. So. Yeah. Dylan. Which
1: is super frustrating if you're on a deadline because yeah. like maybe you uh, don't have writer's
0: now. block. <laughs> um, Dylan, when, how do you, how do you deal with writer's block? So I would say I'm a verbal
1: processor. And so if I'm stuck on something, I will normally use my phone, a friend and force someone uh <laughs> kind of talk through things with me and oftentimes they'll say something that and most of the time um, well I shouldn't say most of the time because that gives me too much credit but sometimes actually when I talk about it out loud um, like I'll even talk to my husband if I'm desperate who he doesn't know anything or want to know anything about writing or structure or anything like that Um, but sometimes I'll just talk to him about it if I can't you know find anyone else and, and he'll just basically sit there and I'll work through it on my own. Um, just by talking out loud. Yeah. So, and peanut butter m ms help too. Yeah. So,
0: so Dottie, um, I'm going to answer Dottie's question. She has, or not question, but comment. She said, did she do something wrong? You did not. Oh. The running oh. joke. The running joke here is what when you have writer's block, when in doubt, insert a beaver.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. so I understand where you were going it.
1: with that yeah. now,
0: Dawn. <laughs> that so was my what... advice
1: to you. Yeah. Yes.
0: That was, that was Dylan's advice to me when I had a uh, writer's block and I was writing a logging book. Um, Dylan said, when in doubt, insert a beaver. And it has always worked for me since then. And she happens to have those who, who are no- Regulars here know Dylan has nuisance beavers, so we do have on, on the lake where the cabin on the lake, is. right? On have the have lake with the cabin nuisance
1: beaver on my own, Dawn. Can we
3: clarify that? I mean, that, sure. <laughs> I mean hey, you. listen, I gotta
0: say, Dylan, Dylan, I love you, I love you. So, um, the, in this book that I just wrote and turned into be um, uh, editor published here Agent? to be Publisher? published, to be published. <laughs> I, I, had massive writer's block the whole time. So I kept thinking when in, 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 when in doubt, insert a beaver. And she just happened to be like a, um, uh, an animal rescue person. So the guy comes down, he's, she lives in the apartment below him and she's got a beaver in his bathtub. So the, the thing in my mind was like, you've got a beaver in your bathtub. And so <laughs> that's
1: why was there a beaver in the bathtub?
0: <laughs> you got to read the book to find out. Right?
1: All right. I, I was just looking because I normally have um Lindy the beaver that Linda sent. I know, me, usually, yeah. Here, um, but she's actually hanging out with baby back right now, the, gotcha. the pig, and so they're they're not right here. I, so, I, I have Chloe the goat, and I have the bat. Oh my gosh. But I don't have, yeah.
0: And and but where's your? Oh, I, found, I
1: didn't even Cowboy. like you. Totally like queued that up for me, and I didn't even take. I know. I, I didn't even. I know. <laughs>
0: I was like, I'm really answering this. I forgot. I forgot. So, yes. When in doubt, Dottie, insert a beaver.
3: That's true.
0: As a romance (laughs) author, you can't go wrong either way. Either you're writing a logging book or you're a romance author. And you just insert a beaver. You're good to go. (laughs) So.
1: All right. Um, Gosh, I don't know. Do we have time for one more? I don't know yeah we did oh my there's way too many oh i'm sorry linda linda missus seeing lindy you know what um i will bring lindy back next time or i'll i'll post a picture with lindy because yeah um i you know what we're spreading the beaver love because karen put bob the beaver in her story um i i don't know it's we it's all about the beavers um okay Mm -hmm. um let's i guess wrap it up by here sarah has one more question um who is your favorite author when you when you are reading what diane why are you shaking your head because i can't pick one (laughs) okay and and i hate using the term favorite who is one of your favorite authors who maybe you think um not enough people read So, like, don't give us Nora Roberts. I mean, we all love Nora Roberts, but, you know, like somebody that maybe other people, you know, haven't heard of or or haven't read yet. Man, I'm terrible at that because I'll read books and
2: I have my go to's when I really want someone I know I'm going to love, like Ronnie Lauren or something like that. But, yeah, I don't have Ronnie Lauren. That's fine. Okay, because I don't have really like a no name. I'm just reading Tessa Bailey's right now. And Mm -hmm. they're really good, too. So, Um, but yeah, I I don't really have a favorite. I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot of people that have I I sometimes like when I had time last summer, I read a bunch of books. by authors I didn't know I literally mm-hmm. looked at the genres and I was doing some were comps some were just different ones that I liked and I found some that I thought were really good and if you ask me what their name is right now I'm sorry I can't tell you <laughs> I did like Hope Ford was one of them I liked hers mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think yeah I don't know if there's I mean that's a few that I've read that I yeah. like but I don't
1: know that's a, a good answer yeah. You gave us some. Philly right. looks like she's um worried know. now. She's like I
3: am. I am. Well, dope, I'm gonna give you a few like on the spot. Do... No, I right now, and I'm like, Dan, there's just so many authors I would definitely put up there, but I'm not to put up necessarily a big one. But his name is Stuart McBride. He's a Scottish author and he writes like cop drama, not not romance. I mean, these are just like kind of definitely entrenched in cop, but um, he has um, one, it's a great series, Logan McRae. And it's one of, it's just a great series. So I'm going to put that out there. But it's hard, yeah. right? Really yeah. have so many.
1: So. Well, and I think we all have so many, um, which is why, you know, to say who's your favorite makes it really hard. Because again, I mean, it's like picking, you know, your favorite kid and some of you, like, maybe only have one kid, so that makes it easier. But um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, picking... I don't know, picking your favorite author is is yeah, like picking your favorite dog. Oh um
0: for Dylan. Yeah, she's got a couple of favorite either. dogs. Oh, that would be
1: easy in my case too.
0: <laughs>
1: the big one is being a, a big uh she's being naughty lately. Um who's who is one of your favorite authors, Don?
0: I mean, I think we know Jane Austen is my absolute favorite. Like okay, I but will- you know
1: what? I'm pretty sure like Jane Austen doesn't need help getting the word out about her books. I know she's on oh, my list. Who, who's one of your like favorite authors or someone that you've read lately that you've enjoyed that you know maybe maybe other people haven't heard about?
0: Oh god, I, I don't know because like my other one's Linda Lill Miller because Linda Lill Miller is actually the one who got me really writing like um my my husband said write these books and then i had a chat with linda little miller a facebook chat when facebook was like a baby you Mm -hmm. know and she said join rwa because i said i'm an aspiring author what should i do she said join rwa and I did and that's you know how it took off from there yeah i mean linda and brenda novak i mean they're both i thought you talked to jody thomas jody thomas blurbed for me she did oh, okay. yeah i love I jody thomas, thomas
1: that you met that you oh my god jody thomas Tati i
0: love her met. yeah i love jody but yeah oh gosh yeah got it all of them i mean and then uh lee greenwood he was good too like he's a he's a romance author but he's an, a male a male um but he's a, a historical american historical romance author and I he just heard him. no but his books are amazing so awesome. i would say lee greenwood but he's back in like 20 years ago kind of okay. kind style so yeah well and two that i just read um
1: i had not read um alexa rivers or stacy travis and i read both of them recently for um cuz they're both in the romance happy hour book box that's coming out and oh gosh
0: um, i love alexa
1: I really enjoyed it. Her book's set in New Zealand and there's a, a firefighter and an American movie star. And it was really good. I liked that. And then Stacey Travis is um, soccer, sports and sports romance is always fun. So, yeah, for sure. and they were um, kind of like, a, I don't know, brother's best friend, almost not really second chance, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Steamy, steamy. So yeah, nice. I like both of them. And then I I feel like, gosh, I'm trying to think of who else I've read recently that I don't know. I wish I had more time to read. I think as authors, you know, it's like you want to make sure you're still reading, but then it's hard to find the time to continue, you know, Uh to keep up with reading. And so yeah, Yeah. that's something that I'm hoping that (laughs) I'll get more time this summer to read. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. We're out of time, Dawn. We've gone over per the usual. Um, so we probably need to wrap up. So Diane and Finley, I know you both have um, books up on a giveaway that's over on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. We will leave that open. I don't know if, if you have a copy of what you're giving away. I know, Diane, you showed us earlier an e-copy of Suspect My Heart and um, and Stripped. What is it?
3: Script it's the first book in the watch. Oh, I read in the, the watch. Second
1: book. Okay. I was like, it it's says the watch, book. but that's the series. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we got both of those up for grabs on the Facebook page. We'll leave that open through Sunday night. And mm-hmm. do you want to tell people real quick just where is the best place to connect with you?
2: So um, for me, I would say um, newsletter. I so DianeWigs.com or um, Facebook. Diane Wiggs, author. Those are probably the two places I'm the most.
3: So, yeah. Okay. yeah, I agree. Great. Definitely newsletter, um, authorfinleybrown.com. You can go to my website and sign up for my newsletter there. And um, Finley Brown on Facebook, definitely. You can check me out there, too. All and right. <laughs> Sounds good. And I see
1: um, Sarah is filling up the comments with um, other authors that Yeah. Is- and enjoyed so if anybody else who's watching um has other suggestions on authors that you just you don't hear a whole lot about but um but you absolutely love pop them in the comments we'd love to hear that and then dawn will be back yeah two weeks Hmm. i'll be here where, where are you gonna be are you gonna be, I'll be here? here too you're not gonna be at a, at a conference no i'm actually i'm going to texas to visit my mom and my sister okay. and um but Wait. I leave on that Sunday, so I'll be here for I'll be here for the show. Okay, yeah.
0: I just had to look because yeah. Two weeks from now is like right before kind of Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Yeah. I'll be here, but then I'm gonna leave after that to <laughs> camping. So okay. I'll be here Thursday though.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All right, well <laughs> yeah. we'll be here. We hope you'll be here. I and, will. All right. Thank you so much all right. for having thank us. You.
2: Yes, thank you. It was Absolutely. a really fun time.
1: To meet thanks you. For joining us, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We told you it would go fast, and yeah. so, all right. And all thanks, right. everybody else, for joining us too. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. Bye.